Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Welcome to the second podcast in the Master Your Inner Salon CEO series. And whether you're a stylist or a therapist working on the floor serving clients, or maybe you've created space to move into your role as manager, or even started to reach salon CEO status, well, you're in the right place. My goal is to help you achieve a breakthrough year in 2020 and truly live a life of freedom and profit. Now, if we haven't met, I'm Larissa. I'm a stylist, ex-salon owner. I'm a mom of two boys, and I coach salon owners to step out of overwhelm and stress those who feel stuck and are more than ready to step up into becoming a real salon CEO and into business growth. I lead owners towards a life of freedom and profit, my favorite topic. More time, more flexibility to do what you want, when you want, with whom you want. Freedom of mind and stress, freedom to actually make a change and impact your business. And of course, profit, like actually have and run a profitable business earn your worth as a business owner, not just as a stylist or a therapist. Now, I've been doing this for three years now, and when I sold my business seven or eight years ago now, I worked in and on my business, my salon, for 15 hours a week. I had a team of 30 awesome, amazing women. We had a $2 million turnover, and I enjoyed a massive business profit and the freedom to invest time in growing my young family, they were quite small then, and lo and behold, start a new business. But that's another whole topic. <laughs> but now I help salon owners do the same. I learned the hard way all the lessons and challenges that test you as a business owner. Well, my personal mission now is to help owners minimize those challenge, those challenges and shortcut success without all the heartache. So in this podcast, I'm going to be teaching you a powerful financial framework to give you freedom and profit, because I do believe that you can have both. Now, the response to my last few episodes has been really awesome. Thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for tuning in and thank you so much for reaching out and giving me the feedback. I do appreciate it. Now, if you've missed the first podcast in this series, then you should go back and check it out because I covered the critical thing you need to know about mastering the roles, responsibilities and attributes of a CEO and not success at the cost of your sanity, time with your family, because I truly believe life is too short to live it overworked, underpaid, stressed and overwhelmed, like we're there long enough anyway, right? So it's clear to me that the first thing to master if you want to have any hope of making a change and growing your business is to sort yourself. So here's a little sneak peek into what I covered in this last episode, uh, why being a CEO means self-mastery, why what you are putting into your CEO self, is it serving you? 
why create space for growth and income generating activities, why it should be prioritized, and how to work on leadership skills to maximize results. So if you haven't listened yet, then I'm going to leave the link to it on this episode page, www.salonownerscollective forward slash episodes. Make sure you listen to that one. And of course, have you registered to be part of the series? Make sure you do. Um, right, now, in this podcast, I want to take you deeper into the area of building a powerful, profitable salon CEO mindset to build and scale your business. I'm going to show you uh, why you're not profitable and the key factors you're missing that can help you fully understand profit and, of course, <laughs> make more of it. Now, we're going to be covering a lot of ground today, so be sure to download the PDF Profit Planner, also linked up on this page, so you can come along. Take notes. There's a reason you're listening to this podcast. It's either because you're not profitable or you want to be more profitable or both. Um, or maybe you're aiming to really make 2020 your breakthrough year and know that profit is, of course, a huge part of the mix in achieving that. And there's never been a better time to make some changes and prioritize profitability. After all, we are in business for, what are we in business for? Mostly, I'm sure it's not because we had dreams of starting a not-for-profit business, really. So, first things first, just want you to check in with yourself around how you feel about this, making profit. Does there need to be a change in your reaction to the word profit? As it might be blocking your ability to put the steps into place to actually make profit. Like, maybe listen or tune into the language that you use within yourself. Things like, I can't do spreadsheets. Uh, I'm not good at the numbers. Somewhere, you know, is there a voice telling you that you're not worthy to be wealthy? So let me ask you this. Can you punch some numbers into a calculator? Or can you physically do that? Do you do good work in the salon? Are you a nice person that can care for a team? Well, then I believe you can be profitable. So in this podcast, I'm going to tell you what to think about and what to put your focus on in 2020 so you can be profitable. Okay, to start, to get started with doubling your profit, here are a few things that you need to think about. First of all, let's understand why profitability is important. It's so important that it's number two in this podcast podcast series, right? Right here along with self-mastery. So I do prioritize it. Also in my salon program, Salon Mastery, Powerful Profits is the second framework that we work through. And it's number two for a reason. Because without understanding your business from a financial point of view, you cannot know where you are and thus not know where you're going. You're just, uh, not just financially, but in terms of the bigger picture the whole picture of your business. You can't make good CEO decisions if your business, uh, you can't make good CEO decisions for your business without knowing the numbers. The data becomes your oracle, right? Or the compass by which you follow as you travel down this journey of business. It's that simple really. Instead, when this is absent and you, you rely on your emotions or your gut feelings to be making the big decisions about your business, about what you should be doing with your money, buying decisions, employing or paying wages decisions, what even you should pay yourself. And I think that's not being a res responsible CEO. It's not a responsible CEO way to run your business. 
Now, of course, if you have survived in business until to, until today without having an oracle, without being good at the numbers, then congratulations. Congratulations to you. Like you have strong instincts. But what got you here to today is not going to get you to where you are going. It's not going to get you to there, wherever that goal is. And too many owners are not making enough profit in their business, like way too many for my liking. And of course, I was one of them in the early stint of my business life. But at some, some point, we have to make a decision to make profit. Profitability is actually a decision, a conscious decision. When I first opened my salon, I was 20 years old. I had no idea what true profit even was, let alone how to make it. And um, my goal was to make $30,000 a year. Woohoo! Big goals. Uh, each year I grew more and more frustrated as my annual profit was reading the same number year in and year out, yet we were growing. My team was growing. My, my sales were growing. Uh, that number, by the way, was 20K. 20K the profit uh, was uh, at the end of each year. Very devastating. I craved growth, but I really didn't know what I should be doing differently. And then I realized profit is a choice. I remember the day clearly that I made the decision for profit to be a choice. I remember where I was sitting, what I did, what I wrote. And I owed it to my team, my clients, my business, and most importantly, and most importantly myself. Um, I had the push that I need to make some simple changes that I could make profit my priority. I actually wrote profit is king. Now, funnily enough, I felt funny about that, making profit king and really putting a stamp on it. But I knew that I needed profit to be a choice. I knew I needed to prioritize that. I've discovered over time, though, that how you think and behave around money will determine not only how much money you can make from your business, but how wealthy you'll become. Now, I call this your money story, and it starts way back from when you were a child and how you were taught to think about money from those around you. So have a think now about how your family treated money. Was it that rich people were, quote unquote, filthy rich? Maybe you never spoke about money. Maybe you didn't learn how to manage money, how to spend it or how to hold on to it. Maybe your parents were wealthy and you learned how to spend it, did you learn how to make it or how to keep it? And for some, the pull of making profit is not strong enough to overcome the pain that you have to overcome to prioritize profit. Like sometimes you need to make some big changes, big decisions. For example, your whole business model might be out of whack. For example, it might be set up in a way that you can never make profit. But how do you know that? how or what you pay your team. Maybe it's set up wrong and there's not enough left in the business, but you have to, you know, not enough left in the business for profit, but you also need to pay a living wage. Maybe your rent is killing you, but you're stuck in a lease. Who's your supplier? While you might love the products or the people, maybe you're not charging enough to actually match what it is that you're investing in your, in your uh, product or your supplier. Maybe your pricing is all out of whack. And when, you've, when you're thinking about big things like that, for, for some of you, some big thing has to shift in order for you to make a profit. Sometimes those big decisions feel, well, big. There's a baseline of expenses to just open the door, right? Not only do you need to know this, but your first 
job is to understand what each department of your business needs to be. If you're missing some vital or fundamental piece, no matter how many offers you put out there into the world, new clients that you pull in, you're never going to make it. You only have 100% of the money that you have. And if your current expenses add up to more than that 100% that came in, then you have no hope of making ends meet. Now, if those big things are blocking you from taking the next step or blocking you from being profitable, then you've got some work to do. Start to think more strongly and strategically about making money. You might even realize that those big things that are holding you back from being profitable, especially if you love them, like you love your team or you love your supplier or you love your location. Uh, and while these steps may uh, sound daunting, I promise, promise you, if I can do it, if I can make those changes, then you can too. Now, what I suggest is you get out the guide, the profit planner, and write down some of the potential blocks that you may have in your financial business model. Get them written down into the planner. I told you we were covering a lot, so get it out now and jot some of those things down. Everyone's story is different, and it's important that you know your own money story so you can learn to overcome them. You want to think about those big blocks. You're only one decision away from living a completely different life in the journey towards more freedom and profit. So in your quest to make profit, first comes the decision to become truly profitable. And then you need to make the choice to make profit a priority daily. It's all about knowing your numbers, having a purpose with your money, making budget easy putting profit first, knowing what your profit is for you. So let me ask you this. Do you have an income goal set for yourself, like personally? What do you want to earn as the CEO of your business? If that's, if, if not, that's the first place that I want you to start. Start now. Go and write it down in the profit planner. What is your take-home pay goals? Get out the action planner I sent you. And if you haven't got it, then make sure you register. Because if you register, I'll send you the message right now. Uh, I'll send it to you uh, in your inbox and you can get it on paper now. Pause the podcast and come back. Right, well, what is your income goal? Is it 70K, 100K, maybe 150, 250? Now, I want you to check in how do you feel about this? Does it feel doable? Does it feel realistic? Or are you totally disconnected from it? All right, what are all the things that you can see that will get in your way of achieving this? Now, whatever's going to hold you back, get that on your goal planning sheet for 2020. Now, if you haven't got it, go and grab it. I created it for you two episodes ago. Go and grab it uh, and make 2020 your breakthrough year. There's a planning guide in there and get it written down on that annual planner. Because when you commit something to paper, you're more likely to get it done. Give yourself the gift of a head start this year and get it on paper. Okay. Profit is prioritized. Let's tick that one off. You've planned it, you've written to it, you've thought about your blocks. Let's now talk about the responsibility that the CEO has to its stakeholders. Making profit is more than just making a great living for yourself or funding a great lifestyle, although that's super duper nice, don't get me wrong. As the CEO of your business though, you have a responsibility to be profitable because when you have a business, you have response, you're responsible for more than just you, right? You have stakeholders. You're responsible for your team, their livelihood. Their wages pay for their lives. 
their home, their children, the clothes on their back, the food on their table. Now that's a heavy load, right? We are responsible for a lot, but you are also responsible to pay the rent, to pay the stock bill and all the things that you need to be open. And if you can't keep the doors open, then you let, let down a whole bunch of people. And your team are not the only ones. What about your clients? They too are relying on you to be there for them, to serve them, make them feel good, look good. And for some of you, it's not just about you. You're thinking about either. You have a family. You have kids, loved ones. Some of you have mothers and fathers and care and the list goes on, right? So as a responsible CEO, your role is to prioritize profitability, not just for your personal income, but so you are future-proofed and sustainable as a business for your stakeholders. So if this, such an, if this is such an important part of running a business, let me ask you, are you putting your financial head in the sand? Now, I know just as much as anybody, it's scary to talk with your team or your loved ones about profit, about money, that you all need to make this, that, and the other X, Y, and Z dollars to make budget, and then, of course, be profitable. It's scary to bring that up. I totally get it. But if you're not profitable, your team don't have a job. Um, they don't have a building to come to and no products to serve their clients. Profit is a must. It's not a luxury or a bonus for you as the owner just for showing up to work. It's not something to feel bad about making. It's a fundamental function, just like ordering the stock is a fundamental function. I see too many owners not prioritizing financial activities uh, because they're just too busy being busy or just bearing their heads in the sand. Not you, of course. <laughs> so those other salon owners. But I do. I totally get it, of course. Being busy, you know, I, I totally get it. Being busy is hard. The hardest part of growing and scaling a business when you're between four and seven in your team. Do you know why? It's because at that point you have to be the stylist, you have to be the manager, you have to be the CEO, you have to do all of the things. I just want to I just want to encourage you that you don't have to stay in that tough place for long. It's different on either side of that. Now, note I didn't say it's easier. It's different. It may be less difficult. Um, and the path is easier because you are leveraged, you are more free. But anyway, that's another whole topic. All right. But without being focused on the finances, it's like being on a boat but you have no compass. You have no idea where, where you are or where you're floating. And if you're not careful, you run aground. So I invite you to start to prioritize profit as a responsible function as a salon CEO and not make it all about you. It doesn't have to be about you. Make it about everyone's success, future success, as a must-do objective of the business and the brand. So just the last note about profit before we move on to the next step for doubling your profit. Did you know that profit is not the end of the money journey through your business? But money has a journey through your business. It comes in from the client, it goes into the till, goes into the bank, it has lots of jobs to do. Before it ends, once it reaches profit, it's not the end. That's not the end of the journey for the money. Profit still has a job to do before it hits your pockets, for sure. So don't go stuffing your pockets with all the cash that's left over and then wondering why you can't pay your tax bill or you can't afford to grow your business to where you know you can. Or maybe it's just that you feel guilty about making this thing called profit, thinking your team are thinking about all the profit that you're stuffing into your pockets, but in reality, your bank account is empty because you've not understood that the profit is not the end destination of the money. It continues, the journey continues. 
first, of course, a third of it goes to the tax department. And there's no excuse for not having tax money in your bank at the right time. Like you must save for it as you go if you want to be a responsible or profitable CEO. If you can't afford to save for tax, this means that you're not putting profit back into the business to run it, or you've got your pricing or expenses all wrong, your business model is your block if you are having problems paying your tax. But if there is profit, it's not the end of the journey for that money. It has to reinvest in your future, uh, your future growth, reinvest in new equipment, uh, new stock. Yes, your new stock comes out of your after your new stock comes out of your after tax paid profit. Like what the heck? Like WTF? <laughs> I'm not just talking about replacing stock. I'm talking about investing in new stock um, and buying new equipment for your business. This comes out of your after tax profit. So your profit has work to do. And if you're really smart, you'll have profit left over at the end of your profit. <laughs> you don't get paid profit, you get paid from the profit. Are you with me? What I'm getting at is that you shouldn't hide the fact that the business has a goal of being profitable. Celebrate it, chase it, reward it. Profit means your business is successful and future-proofed and a, a business that your team can be proud of being part of, a, uh, being part of a success story. Most team members want to belong to a success story. They don't want to work for a boss that doesn't know how to make a business work, that doesn't know uh, how to be profitable, successful, because that puts them at risk. A team, a good team, good employees want to work on a team that is successful, not struggling. So say it loud, say it proud that profit is the goal of this business so it can be here tomorrow. Be, let them be part of your success story. Now, your responsibility as the CEO is to keep your eye on the prize. One of those roles as CEO is to be prepared for the future, what's coming next. Your role is to be up the mast, up the mast of the, of the ship. Do you know the old sailing ships? <laughs> You're up the mast now, looking for new land. And to do this, you need a compass. I call this compass the oracle, a compass, a dashboard to read and make decisions from. Ideally, you'd be consulting your business oracle on the regular, right, to know what to do when to do it, to be ahead of your business like a good CEO should and not behind it and struggling like a, you know, like a stylist trying to hold on to the reins of a runaway horse. It is worth your time to, it, it is worth your time to fill out the reports 100%. Yes, it is worth your time. And of course, a good CEO might choose or would choose to delegate out most of this doing, like the collection of the data and just read the reports on a regular basis. But that's another whole conversation for another time. What is important is that you have the data on the regular and that you know what to do with it, how to read the story. Your financial KPIs are your compass. Now, what is a KPI? Key performance indicator. This is the key information that tells you how your business is performing. And profit, is, of course, is only one of those key performance indicators, KPIs, it's only one of them. But you need to have your compass, your KPIs. Your numbers should be the oracle that tell you exactly what to do in the business. If you can tune in and listen to the story it's telling you, you need to track these KPIs as well as set clear goals. Now, if you know weekly how you've tracked towards your goal, then you can one, 
pivot early to make changes we needed if you're not heading towards the goal, or two, celebrate but double down on success if you're absolutely smashing it. That's how you set and reach goals. You keep track on how you're going along the journey, and if you think you're going to run into a sandbar, then you move because you saw it coming first. So if you'd have a breakthrough year and become not only responsibly profitable, but personally profitable, you want to prioritize knowing and tracking your numbers so you can prioritize profitability. It's boring, <laughs> as boring as it all might sound, to look at the numbers on the regular. When you do, and you really start to see growth in sales, profitability, do you know what? It becomes addictive. And you feel more in the driver's seat, more in control of your business. At last. Now, I know as hair and beauty experts, we're not born to love the numbers, but they can, they can be your best friend and tell you what you need to do. That's why I call it the oracle. Once you have a framework to read, then you can confidently step into making the right decisions about your business and take away all the guesswork, all the emotionally driven decisions, like stop winging it and start really moving towards your goals. It's time to get your ducks in a row. You can't drive blind. Are you in the driver's seat or in the passenger seat of your business? Okay, it's time to get started or back to the action planner. Maybe you want to stop this until you have your planner out and ready to write on it, especially if you're driving or doing the dishes. I want you to note down your financial points, your key points, your break-even point, your sales targets, the numbers that you should be tracking. How will you track your sales and, and how you made those sales? There are KPIs that I want you to know each week. Know your break-even, what it takes to open the doors. Is your pricing right? Are you managing your big expenses, wages, stock, operations? How do you review your profit and how often do you review your profit and loss? Like I want you to have it up to date at a minimum every GST period. At a minimum. If you want a breakthrough year, then you need to have a financial plan. No more winging it and hoping that there's some money left at the end of the month, but really ending up with more month at the end of your money. This is no way to, to be. All right, let's talk about grow and scale. Have you set your long-term goals? Do you know where you are going? Beyond this year, of course, and, and two episodes ago, we planned your year. We planned this year, 2020 coming up, and we. Uh, but I want you to look beyond that. Like, what is the long-term vision? Imagine you had a financial plan, a framework, a foundation from which to work from, one where you know what it is that you need to look to reach, what it is you need to be looking at to reach your BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goals, your vision. So this clarity really plays back into one of the first goals as CEO, having clarity on where you were going, a plan that shows you big strategic things, like stop playing small. Big things like when to employ somebody new and see it coming with confidence, employ with confidence and to see that person as income generating and to step you forward rather than to be an expense that's going to pull you backward. When you need to expand, like when you'll run out of chairs and when you'll need to employ somebody new and when you can or maybe can't afford to relocate or, re or renovate because of your growth. Uh, maybe it's big things like the impact on investing in a new product line, product line or adopting a new supplier. Like these big things impact significantly. Maybe it's big things like how much to save for tax, GST, income tax. Like never be surprised again. 
Okay, I want to ask you, what does your finished business look like? What does your business need to look like to have the business that you want to achieve? Like the, the dream business, what does that look like? What are your profit dreams to afford a front of house maybe? Maybe you want a new apprentice or support person. Maybe you want to outsource your social media or, or really invest in, in a good marketing program. Afford to have non-income generating people in your team. Uh, maybe to be able to step off the floor, afford to be able to do that effectively without having a pay cut, to be able to have a holiday, a baby, more time with your loved ones, new hobbies, freedom, freedom and profit, freedom and profit, like both. But you can't reach your destination if you can't see it. So I want you to write it down. Write down your long-term goal. Get really clear with your vision, not just this year, but your long-term goal. All right, long-term goal or strategic plan, tick. Get it written down, let's tick it off. Because last but not least, I want you to talk about a word that I love for 2020, and that word is scale. Scale means an unequal input to output. Like growing your business without inputting more of your own hours. Growing without heartache, growing by leveraging good decisions based on facts and data, less emotionally draining activities, mistakes and retakes. I want for you as the CEO of your salon not to get overwhelmed and stressed with all the things and not having clarity, not having a vision, not having a plan doubles down on overwhelm and stress. So that means your growth strategy needs to be leveraged to do it without being overwhelmed and stressed with all the things. Now, what does leverage mean? Leverage means to lift unequal measures of effort to output. So imagine a massive big rock. I always think of cavemen at this point. Think of a massive big rock and you have a little rock and a plank and you leverage that little rock and the plank to lift the big rock. Now, normally you wouldn't be able to step in there and lift that big rock yourself. You wouldn't have the strength. But when you leverage it, there is a small amount of effort to get a big reward. So that means in the salon, doing things like doing something once, creating a system, and then delegating and never having to do it again. Systems, delegation, automation, being smart, leverage your team to see and do the clients, but don't do the clients yourself. So here's an example. You could spend 40 hours doing clients. You would see 40 clients, let's say. Most people don't see 40 clients, they see around 20 or 30. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Let's keep the math simple. 40 hours, 40 clients, versus spending 40 hours working on and in your business to teach your team how to each do 40 hours each of seeing clients. Now, your, your business is doing 200 hours worth of clients, not 40 hours worth of clients. That's a simple, basic uh, example of what is leverage. So your business has to work without relying on you. You can't be the centerpiece anymore because if it relies on you, you have to do the heavy lifting and there's only one of you. And there are more things that need to be done than there are hours in the day and that one person can actually do. And also that's not smart. You want to be able to leverage your team. That's not only saving your own effort, but it's doubling down or um, massively growing what is possible. As the salon CEO, think about making leveraged decisions. Think about making the data-driven decisions. Now, I don't discount a reasonable sprinkling of intuition. I'm big on the intu intuition. But when you couple intuition and gut feeling with data-driven decisions, 
now. You minimize the mistakes based on emotion and quick fixes and you you leverage your smarts, right? Leverage your thinking decisions. You minimize the mistakes. Now you're making good, solid decisions. Sprinkle of intuition, data-driven decisions. This is how you leverage yourself as a CEO. Your oracle, your compass, or the financial data will help you elevate your role as a CEO in your salon and will lead you, this is what will lead you to double your profit. Okay, we've covered a huge amount of ground in these last two podcasts, so take a deep breath. You don't need to do it all, and you don't need to know it all right now. Like, this is a process, this is a journey. This podcast was about your role as a CEO and how to ensure that you double your profit, not just by yourself, but because, uh, not just by yourself or for yourself, but because it's the responsible thing to do and how it's possible to create freedom and profit by mastering your role as salon CEO. Right, now I want to tell you about the next podcast that I've got got for you. It's all about being a best boss and building a rockstar team. Clearly a fundamental role of the CEO. You're going to love this one. In fact, I think it will be your favorite in the series, maybe. I'm going to walk you through the most important things in growing a rock star team. Not just a team of rock stars, but a team that rocks your world. You can't grow and scale a business without an effective team, right? Like this is the business model that you've chosen. And you're also going to be able to download the action guide. It's going to be really cool, I think. I think you'll love this one. So watch out for that in your inbox. Now, I want to hear from you. What actions are you going to take to get started after listening to today? So join me in the group. I'm going live in there really soon to talk with you and help you help step you through these action guides. So make sure you come and join me in the Salon Owners Collective Facebook group. It's free. Let's do this. Now, if you found value in these podcasts, please share it with at least three people that you know, especially if you know or feel that they need a sprinkle of freedom or a sprinkle of profit coming into 2020 and becoming a real salon CEO in their business. Of course, it's way easier to get started on this journey when you have other people on the path with you, like-minded people on the journey. All right, I look forward to seeing you in the group and on the next episode of the Master Your Salon CEO series. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Tune in each week as we reveal the latest insight and advice on what it takes to make your salon a success today. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or visit us online at salonownerscollective.com for answers to your common questions, to follow Larissa and much more. Thanks for listening. See you next time.